at Meredith Health, we believe that patients' needs come first. That's why they are the center of everything we do. It's Your Health Matters with Melanie Cole. Your immune system may be well-developed. However, there are some common illnesses that many people will get, and some may actually be prevented. My guest today is Dr. Rabail Razi Akmal. She's a board-certified internal medicine specialist at Meritus Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Razi Akmal. Let's talk about some of those common illnesses, certainly that are going around today, colds and flu being some of the most common. How do we know if it's a cold or if it's an allergy at this time of the year? the show, um, you ask a very good question about allergy versus cold. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell, although a lot of people who have a history of allergies, are, it's easier for them to pick it out because they'll notice the stuffy nose, congestion, um, maybe a little headache and sort of worsened in the morning when the pollen counts are high or after a whole night. Um, sometimes the therapy is similar because you're gearing towards symptomatic treatment. So an antihistamine will help with allergy symptoms as well as even if you have a cold. So that includes your uh, Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtec, anything that's uh, over-the-counter for allergy symptoms. So if somebody does have a cold, there's so many over-the-counter medications for a cough and for fever reduction and for cold symptoms what do you recommend that people take and what do you recommend that they stay away from? So in terms of taking over-the-counter stuff, we really like anything for cough suppression because, again, we're gearing towards your symptoms and the cough itself is what's causing um, the, the worst um, effect on people. So anything with dextromethorphan is usually, you know, that helps the cough suppression. Again, going back to the antihistamine, um, studies show that if you take an antihistamine and a decongestant combination, <clears throat> that usually tend to help a lot. So any of those multi-symptom relief uh, that say, oh, you know, it's, it's got some antihistamine in it, some cough suppressant, uh, decongestant, things like Allegra D or Claritin D, those things would really help. What about a fever? If we are suffering from a fever or if our children get a fever along with the cough or the cold, do we worry about a fever? When do we worry? And do we give them something to bring it down? You should absolutely give something to bring down the fever, whether it's uh, Tylenol or ibuprofen. And even viral uh, viruses that cause these illnesses will give you a fever the first couple of days. It's a matter of that fever trend coming down, not continuously going higher and higher. So we'll still treat that as something viral unless it keeps going on. And is a certain fever high enough that we call our doctor? When do we worry? I would say, well, 100.4 is when we say, okay, yes, it's a fever. But after maybe the first 24 hours or 36 hours of having that high fever, that every time you take the Tylenol or ibuprofen, it keeps coming back up along with some other signs that are going, you know, throughout your body, maybe a lot of body aches um, or uh, severe fatigue, that might make me think of influenza or an ear infection, and I would probably order testing for that sooner rather than waiting a few more days. So now that you've mentioned influenza, first of all, how do we know that that is what we've got? And what are some of the symptoms to watch out for? And what are the treatments? So you know you have influenza just because it feel it really drains you out. And it can feel similar to maybe something else like an ear infection or a strep throat, but 
the the tiredness and the uh, muscle aches are usually the bigger uh, part of the picture. And, you know, people will have maybe high fevers the first couple of days, not wanting to get out of bed. If we're going to start you on treatment, uh, Tamiflu is the uh, pill that's used for it. Best if it's started within the first 48 hours of the symptom onset. So that's why we say flu is one thing that we we try to get you in sooner rather than later. And there is a nasal swab that can be done to confirm that it's influenza. You know, in the end, if you are someone outside the 48-hour window, the best thing you can do is wash your hands and, you know, just good hand hygiene and trying not to uh, breathe close to other people or avoiding crowds. The best thing to prevent transmission of influenza. And what about the vaccine? Who should receive the flu vaccine? So it is now recommended for all adults, uh, according to the CDC, and especially if you have any uh, chronic illnesses like lung disease, diabetes, liver disease, anything like that, that may suppress your immune system, then we say, yes, you should get a flu vaccine every year. And you mentioned ears before. What about ear infections, especially in children? Parents tend to want the antibiotic right away. Some pediatricians recommend watch and wait. What do you recommend as far as ear infections in children? Well, I mostly see adults. In children, yes, sometimes it can be viral, so it might get better on its own. In adults, however, um, ear infections usually are bacterial, so we'll go ahead and treat with antibiotics. If um, on an ear exam it looks like you have the infection and you're kind of describing something that sounds like it. So bust up a few myths for us, doctor, if you would. Respiratory problems, people start with the cough and right away they say, I've got bronchitis, I need an antibiotic. Or if they cough up something that's green or yellow, then they say, I've got an infection. Is that always the case? And do we always need an antibiotic for that? No, you barely ever need an antibiotic for the common cough and cold. They're usually viral. Um, The color of the phlegm, although it's so convincing, but it it actually means nothing. You know, even when you have really bad allergies, it can give you a very thick green mucus, the phlegm. So it's not very reliable. Um, In terms of um, developing bronchitis, you know, bronchitis simply means that your cough has been going on for more than one week. Um, again, it's almost always viral, so you have to just go through the symptomatic treatment, the cough suppression, some sort of a decongestant to help you if that's, you know, if congestion is also going on. Unless you have any chronic lung disease and you have chronic bronchitis as a diagnosis, usually it's viral. And what about sore throats? People get sore throats all the time, maybe just because it's dry outside or the season or any number of reasons. But when is a sore throat, when do we do something about it? And do you have some sort of home remedies that we can use for our sore throat? Yeah, you know, sore throat is, um, uh, it turns out that most people who seek care for a sore throat are mostly concerned about the pain because it hurts to swallow. Um, So home remedies help much more, you know, the Cepacol lozenges or uh, uh, the benzocaine, lidocaine lozenges that you can get from the -the over-the-counter pharmacy, those really help because it'll help numb everything up and the pain gets better. You can also try ibuprofen, Tylenol, uh, saltwater gargles, anything to kind of soothe the throat. Honey helps, absolutely. if it's uh, if you're having high fevers and the on exam the throat looks very red and inflamed, maybe some uh, drainage in the back, uh, then we do check for streptococcal, uh, uh, the strep uh, throat, the bacteria that causes it. 
And if it comes back positive tests, then yes, the antibiotics will fix that. But, you know, a lot of times you'll have a lot of pain and swelling, and it can just be viral. And you can still have fever the first couple of days, but it would have to take its course. So wrap it up for us, doctor, if you would, with your best advice that you give people every day about some of the common illnesses that go around all over the place and possible ways that we can prevent getting some of these. You know, ultimately, good hand hygiene is the most important thing. Wash your hands. Uh, if you're going to touch, uh, you know, if you're going out into public, come home and wash your hands. If you're going to eat something, wash your hands prior to that, especially if you're sick. You know, you have to prevent the transmission to some, someone else. Also, just avoiding crowds, breathing on people or coughing. When you're coughing, try to cough into your sleeve and not into your hands because that's just going to spread the uh, the disease even more. Um Yes, there's some studies out there that say taking multivitamins or um, uh, vitamin C and vitamin D may help, but we don't have very clear, hard data on uh, saying that, yes, this is a uh, recommendation. Thank you so much. It's really great information. So important for people to hear. You're listening to Your Health Matters with Meritus Health. And for more information, you can go to MeritusHealth.com. That's MeritusHealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.